0: And friends. Welcome to another episode of Nexter Presents. Today, I'll be having a conversation with Grant about mental health. This is such an important and relevant topic, and we hope you'll find today's podcast to be really helpful and encouraging. So let's get started. Here we are, friends, 47 weeks into COVID. I don't think anyone expected it to go on this long. The impact on business owners has been significant, especially on their health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and relationally. We have spent more time talking about this subject with owners this year than ever before. And it's so important that we decided to devote today's podcast to it. Our guest today is my favorite person on the earth, my husband, Grant. So Grant, as we head into the spring of 2021, let's reflect back on the last year and the impact COVID has had on the landscape business owners both personally and professionally.
1: My favorite person after 47 weeks stuck in the house together? (laughs) All right. That's just grace. Grace. Excellent. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next podcast. Uh, We kind of switched it up a little bit today. And uh, yeah, as Marla says, we just want to talk about mental health for owners. So uh, this past year, as Marla said, 47 weeks has been quite the roller coaster uh, for everyone, uh, but especially for business owners. Uh, so about a year ago now, uh, we were talking with business owners and our coaching firm and just gearing up, getting everything ready to go, um, you know, fa- a fair amount of work being sold. Uh, we were still dealing with not having enough staff, but really just looking at a really good year overall and uh, just kind of no real big issues coming down the pipe. Just, you know, just getting prepared for the year. So and then March, we were in Florida. Uh, when this kind of happened, we were in a, in a conference in Florida and came back and there was all this talk about COVID not really knowing what was happening. And uh, yeah, then all of a sudden there was this big, you know, work stoppage, you know, what's essential service, what is an essential service, uh, where does landscapers fit in with that. Um, You know, and every business was dealing with the same thing. Thankfully uh, for us, there was still some winter left and we winter operations was deemed essential service. So that was kind of great. But then it became, you know, spring was coming early. Um, We had an early spring, uh, which was odd. And the weather was so nice. And we were trying to figure out, are we going to be able to go do spring cleanups? Are we going to be able to start, you know, landscape construction jobs? Or were we not deemed essential? Um, So I think there was a whole, there was a lot of strife within the industry because there was, there was contractors working, there was contractors that were staying at home, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, a local, a lot of the local landscape associations were doing their best to try to navigate all that stuff for Mm -hmm. us. And of course, no one's ever been through this before. So it was pretty tough. Um, So I think for us. You know, just talking with business owners, just listening to them, um, but not having the answer for them was really, really tough as well. So, mm-hmm. so that was kind of how we started, started the year.
0: Yeah, and I know we've talked about um, the roller coaster ride. You mentioned it a little bit about essential service and not essential service. And then when it was kind of um, landscape was allowed to open up, then there was the issue of, are we going to have enough work? And then when lots of work came in, it was a question of, are we going to have enough staff? And then when the staff was there, it was a question of, are we going to have enough supplies? And then are we going to have enough time to get all these jobs done? Some of our contractors were having the best year they've ever had. And yet the deterrent to that was the supply chain. They couldn't get products to finish the jobs. So it's just this huge roller coaster of them. And just the emotional toll, I think, that took on the contractors was very significant
1: yeah so this is this would have been my 28th year in the industry and you know we've been through a lot a couple recessions in there but nothing like this at all and just how fast everything like all that happened within such a short period of time yeah right so just you know from one day like thinking you didn't have a business to the next day like okay now we have to go and who would have thought that you know if you were to predict this we should have been in a huge recession right like no one should have been spending money at home But then it was the exact opposite. People started working from home. People started spending money. And yeah, yeah, it just turned out to be just an incredible, like almost to the point where we're almost a little embarrassed to say how well the industry has done with that. You know, people wanted to put pools in. People wanted to do concrete work. People want to do landscaping. um, When, you know, a neighbor two doors down the road has a restaurant that hasn't Uh, been able to work or hasn't been able to open up. Yeah, a lot of guilt that
0: can come with the success as well
1: yeah, I think guilt is that that's kind of the best word for it. I think overall. Mm -hmm. So,
0: okay. So where does that leave us now?
1: I think it leaves us in a, I don't think we're any better for it right now. I think again, like, and this is I guess in the industry, we're so thankful. Uh, today, I would say majority of our clients are halfway through the season sold out and any landscape construction type work. Um, you know, the maintenance has always stayed consistent. Uh, you know, we're just coming out of the winter. So the winter hasn't been too, too heavy. Um, so again, so I think it leaves us for this coming year. We were going to have a really strong sales year. Uh, it looks like, you know, our staffing really won't be as much different as it was last year, but yeah, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a great year, but I think it's, it's going to be harder on the owners this coming year than it was last year.
0: Okay. So talk to us about that. Why, why do you think that? And then what do owners need to do to start, um, preparing for that and to protect themselves and their businesses so they can stay healthy.
1: Yeah. So I think why that is, is because typically a lot of the business owners will, you know, take vacation in the winter time. Like a lot of them will head South. Maybe they have a place in Florida. Maybe they're going to Cuba.
0: Remember when we used to go places and do things. Yeah, exactly. That was fun. That was
1: fun. <laughs> and now we're in the office again together for 47 <laughs> yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's just a lot of owners have not rested, They are still physically and mentally tired from last season. And someone once said to me, they felt like, you know, in August, it was like October. It felt like October. Like they were just burnt out. And then this winter, they haven't got rested, right? You know, we're going into it right now. This is the first week week of February. And, you know, one more month we could be working and a lot of guys have not taken vacation. And even myself, like, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, we, we were looking forward to Florida. We're looking forward to Cuba. That obviously has not happened. And cool. yeah, we've just, we've been running harder than we've ever run going yeah. into our busy season right now. Yeah. And I think that's going to take a toll on the contractor's physical. And I think even more important of their, their mental health. Okay.
0: So we, um, recently submitted an article to the Landscape Trades magazine that was published just in January talking about physical and mental health. So in that article, um, we gave some tips and just some things that we have found to be helpful, either personally or in talking with other people. So as far as physical health goes, tell us some things that owners can do to improve their physical health and and protect that.
1: So I think that some of the good things that happen with Covid, um, and it's helped me personally. And I'm just talking about my personal health. Is we've been able to get outside more. Yes. Um, you know, where I'm not doing as much traveling, uh, which is obviously tiring. I'm not doing as much driving, so that's really offered myself and other people to get outside. Okay. So you know, you and I have been walking the dogs in the morning, and then we've been walking the dogs in the evening. Um, that never happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, so just getting that fresh air, uh, I am a morning person, so that's easy for me to do, but in the evening I would typically just crash after dinner and then kind of fade into that coma. But when we take the dogs (laughs) for a walk, um, you know, it just energizes me again, right. And keeps me going till nine or 10 o'clock. Um, so that has, again, has been a blessing, but yeah, just getting outside, um, and going for a walk. You know, I've lost some weight, Mm -hmm. um, which has been good. I've wanted to do that for a while. You know, staying home also allows me to eat better Mm because I'm not eating out as often. Um, So it's obviously cheaper, uh, more physically responsible. But that's been a huge part of it. Uh, And even just simple things like you know, when you are walking, if you can't take the dogs for a walk, or that we had two dogs, so it's it's a great excuse to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, Just even I learned, you know, what if I go to the grocery store, I'll park far away from the door I
0: know
1: you do yeah, yeah you love that don't you
0: <laughs> it
1: drives me nuts <laughs> uh, but it just gives me some extra steps yeah. uh, and yeah. allows me to do that the one thing I did get is a pedometer
0: yeah
1: a fitbit. fitbit we're gonna call fitbit, it yeah. Fitbit, it's, yeah. a sorry, fitbit. Yeah. it's a technical term sorry Fitbit yeah. this isn't sponsored it's anything sponsored. it's not sponsored <laughs> so uh, but yeah so it just gives me a step counter right yeah. and uh, just week after week I was able to get that and average 10,000 steps a week and and a that day. just a day yeah 10,000 Yeah. Ten thousand a week is not very good. Not very good. No. no, ten thousand a week. Wow,
0: Grant.
1: Ten thousand a week. Yeah. So uh but yeah, no, it just gave me that that little it just gave me that extra motivation to yes. take maybe that extra longer walk than I would normally yeah. do. So and then just making exercise a part of my daily routine and then finding someone to keep accountable to, mm-hmm. right? So just someone that can sit there. Uh, we have a good friend in Burlington. Uh, his name is Aaron. It out to Aaron, if you're listening and uh, yeah, so him and I would kind of share counts. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the guys I play golf with from the guys from the church, him and I would kind of be a little bit of a competition to see who would get the most out of the week. Yeah. So it was, a, it was just, kind of made it fun. Right. So that has been definitely the blessing yeah. um, of being home, Um, you know, that you could get some more physical exercise and feeling better about it.
0: I think one of the things that I enjoy, too, is just switching up our walks a little bit. And especially in the nicer weather, we would do our small town tours and we would take the dogs um, to a small town nearby. We live in Ingersoll. So we've been to Thamesford and to Dorchester and to Aylmer and St. Thomas and St. Mary's. And we would take the dogs there, grab a tea at Tim Hortons and walk around a different town, which just kind of made it, it seemed a little more exciting or it was different. So um, so that just made it a little more fun for us too. So just little things like that, I think were, were helpful. Um, okay, so that's physical health. Mental health seems to be a little bit more of a taboo subject, um, especially for men. They don't like talking about it. I think they feel there's some weakness. Um, maybe if they admit to anything like that, though so that's a that's a lie i just want to say that but what are some things that owners can do to improve their mental health
1: so i think if you were to ask me a year ago if i would for me personally, again, if I would suffer some from mental health, either fatigue or sickness or whatever you want to call it, I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just, you know, doing a little bit more reading, um, listening to contractors kind of share experiences, stuff like that. I'd say this this year has been, as far as myself, as far as our business goes as well, has been very mentally draining for me, for my mental health. So yeah, so I've just had to learn again, doing a bunch of research, you know, I've had to learn to just get enough sleep. So for me, I know that's when I'm well rested, I'm better for that, right? You know that, you know, our unfortunately, our both of our boys know that. (laughs) Um, justify. Justify. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know what it's just when we're tired and cranky, um, you know, we hurt the ones we love the most. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's crappy. And and I think that's definitely where it is. So yeah. so yes, doing that, uh turning off my phone um is has been awesome for me. Uh, you know, not necessarily keeping my phone, you know, beside my bed, you know, not necessarily get up in the morning looking at my email right away, but kind of just taking a morning routine, doing some reading in the morning, doing some journaling. Um, you know, getting my breakfast, doing that, and then going into the office. So mm-hmm. typically where I would more just jump up in the morning, look at my phone, go get a, go get a tea and then jump in onto my desk. So getting into that routine has been uh, hugely helpful for my mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, this is I think we just had the bell let's talk day. Yeah. Uh, and everything is just something to talk to. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's always been when we started next for consulting, it was based on Again, from our past, whenever we were contractors, it was lonely, mm-hmm. right? Being a business owner is lonely. And it's learning to just have someone to listen to and someone you can share with, someone who can empathize with you. And we see that's probably one of the things we've done the most this year um, is we've just done more personal coaching this year than we have necessarily, or as a percent of what we've done in the past, right? So starting meetings off with owners, just asking how they are doing personally before we get to the business, right? And there's been a lot of those monthly calls we have with contractors and we haven't got to the business at all, right? We've pretty much just landed on the personal side and be like, okay, let's just get this thing figured out because if the owner's not doing well personally, right? The business won't do well. So there's no sense doing that. So that's something we've definitely added this year.
0: Let me just do a shout out to business owners' wives because that can also be a really lonely place. So if there are any business owners' wives that need to talk or need someone who understands, send me an email, give me a call keep
1: going Marla an extra consulting.ca. That's it. Don't, don't Marley. Don't do grant. <laughs> yeah. Don't do grant.
0: Don't, don't
1: do grant. <laughs> I won't understand that. I understand the, I understand the husbands, but the wives I don't get. So, okay. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, try to talk to someone. So mm-hmm. whether, um, you know, we have a great church family that we, we have a couple people we talk to, uh, but just find someone that will just listen. Um, and as, as men, I think early on in our, I think I learned in our marriage counseling goes Mm -hmm. is like um, when you listen to someone, you don't have to solve the problem.
0: Oh, amen to that. You just
1: have to listen. Yes. Right. And I still find myself today when I talk to owners trying to solve their problems. um, But a lot of times I just have to listen and that, and that takes a certain skill to do Mm -hmm. that. So if someone is reaching out to you, um, maybe it's another business owners reaching out, Um, don't feel like you have to solve the problem for them. Mm -hmm. You just got to be able to listen and just be that listening ear. So, yeah, so that has been very good. Um, I did take some time for myself this fall. I was feeling burnt out and I just realized that probably I wasn't going to make it till January before we were going to go away. So we have friends that had a cottage and they were grateful enough, gracious, thank you, enough to be able to share that with me. Uh, So, yeah, so I did three days by myself, uh, no screens, uh no computer i went ahead and just read did a bunch of walks out by the lakes and it was really really refreshing to do that Mm -hmm. and yeah and that was probably a really restful time and uh, i need to do that in the next uh, couple months because yeah there's just there's not we haven't taken vacation yet this year so we're gonna take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors
0: Hey friends, I'm just interrupting the conversation to tell you about today's podcast sponsor, Jim Pattison Lease. We've dealt with Wendy Ladd at Jim Pattison Lease for years, and she has made leasing a vehicle easy, whether we needed a simple half-ton pickup truck or a fully outfitted dump truck with a plow and a salter. Jim Pattison Lease is Canada's leader in fleet management and offers custom solutions for your company. They provide full support to your vehicle management cycle, including remarketing your used vehicles. The remarketing staff will ensure you're provided with the best opportunities to maximize the resale value on your lease returns. Why choose Jim Pattison Lease for remarketing your vehicle? Their regional experts will recommend best sales channels. Their staff personally manage the process through final sale to ensure your best interests are looked after. Their experts can provide analysis and recommendations to reduce your risk on resale and ensure you're maximizing each vehicle's potential. And they're able to support your driver-directed sales and reduce costly and time-consuming administrative tasks. So let them help you with the full leasing experience all the way to resale. Contact Wendy Ladd at 416-417-5233 or wendy.ladd, L-A-D-D, at jplease.com. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, so what do you expect this next year to look like for business owners? We kind of talked about um, what the past year has been like and the toll that it's taken on them physically and mentally, some tips that they can use to kind of cope with that and help themselves stay healthy. What, what do you expect this next year to look like?
1: So I just want to, before we get into what the business, I think what the business is going to look like this year, I kind of want to talk about uh, maybe just, maybe you just take a step back and just kind of what, what owners can do for themselves. So um, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that says, uh, if you work with your hands, you need to rest with your mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you work with your mind, you need to rest with your hands. Uh, and I'm very much i uh, I'm a hands on guy. Yeah. Right. So I love working with my hands. I came up as a technician. Again, my best day is stick me in an excavator. Let me build something. Let me plow some snow. Uh, but now I work. let
0: me just say his his dream job is to be in a bush in a feller buncher. So if any if anybody out there knows someone with a feller buncher, that would be like the best gift I could give Grant is a day in the bush by himself.
1: In a <laughs> there you go. See, I could take three days of those actually. Okay. So that could be my time away. So, um, but again, most of us that are are landscape business owners are, have come up, you know, working with your hands. And as a business owner, you end up now working with your mind all day. Uh, and you actually you know, you actually miss the working with your hands part of it. Mm -hmm. So if you are a business owner that is working with their mind and you feel exhausted, find a project that you can work with your hands. You know, maybe it's going out to plow some snow or maybe it's doing a project around the house, Uh, but be able to rest with your hands, I think is really important to do if you work with your mind all day. So that was very insightful. Um, I wish I knew where I read that from. I wish I had made it that up myself. I believe it
0: was the NEF downs. Was it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, that oh, was one of your podcasts. Was one though. of my podcasts. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you the credit for that Start one.
0: it to Annie F. Downs.
1: <laughs> so, okay. Um, so, yeah, so what do I expect the year to look like as a business owner? Actually, I think it's going to be harder. Um, I don't see a reprieve, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we're doing the podcast. And that's why, you know, we're getting the feedback we are on the social media. That's why the article is doing so well in the Landscape Trades magazines mm-hmm. uh, and why we're getting more requests for this information. So I don't think as business owners, we're in the clear yet. I think, again, most business owners are more than halfway through the year sold out. So, again, this is for most a lot of companies out there. This is unheard of Mm -hmm. for doing that. But the problem with that, though, is there's going to be more shortages. Um, We're getting already we've heard from a lot of our equipment suppliers right now that if you haven't, you need to order equipment the next couple of weeks for next winter. Um, and really on trucks and stuff like that, there's just not going to be much available. So, um, yeah. And that's again, unheard of, right. So again, trying to plan, like you have to be thinking now for next winter already. Right. And that's just hard because we're still in the winter. Right. So, you know, we're, we're usually kind of get through the, the hundred days of spring and then start thinking about winter. But right now the the whole supply chain network is forcing us to think out of our current season into next season. So that's going to be tough. Um, Materials are going to be an issue. So that's going to be still a supply chain issue. Uh, I think from the manufacturers we talked to, uh, I think every manufacturer is just going to take their SKU numbers and narrow them down to the most popular. So if you're doing design build right now, Um, Make sure you're selling those popular SKUs. Don't Mm -hmm. put a catalog in front of an owner because they're going to pick something probably that's out of, you know, the special order stuff stuff is not going to be available. So talk to your local rep, talk to your local manufacturer and just say, hey, what are you guys going to run this year? Um, And before you give the option to the client for that. So, yeah. So I would say, again, just the fact that there's lots of sales, but the logistics to get that work done and get it done profitably is going to be harder this year than it will be last year. I think the great thing is we figured out the whole how to work in COVID. Um, So I think that we shouldn't have that issue um, that we had last year. But I think just still the logistics is going to be a huge nightmare for all of us. And again, that starts out by having that conversation early on. Um, with owners yeah. um, you know our my brother-in-law runs a you know a renovations business right now and they're just everything is on back order pricing the materials gone up windows you know they used to take oh, one or two weeks are taking three or four months now yeah. right so it's just everything is mm-hmm. is behind so you just got to plan for that and it's going to be if you've always run your business by the seat of your pants in the last minute that those are the people that are going to get hurt the most. Yeah. Right. Um, the companies that are always like make planners are always have long-term planning. They'll be fine. But if you're used to doing that, like, Hey, we have to start a job on Monday. I'm going to get the stuff ordered. You're not going to do well. So yeah. that's, that's important. So, yeah. So lots of, lots of sales, shortage of materials, shortage of equipment. Again, staff is going to be an issue. I don't think it's going to be worse than it was last year. Uh, I think most people right now uh, because of, because of COVID and because so much change is going on right now, I don't think very many staff or people are moving staff. I think mm-hmm. people are pretty happy to stay where they are right now. They're not yeah. willing to make a big change. Um, so I say majority of your staff are probably returning and just kind of happy for stability of work. Yeah, right. So sure. I don't think yeah. that's going to be a big issue. Um, again, we talked about not being rested is going to be a big thing. Um, so yeah, you have to figure out how to rest. Um, you're not going to be able to rest in your typical way. You're not going to be able to go on a week's vacation to the sunny South. Or um, So you just got to find a different way to do that. You know, you got to be creative. Um, you got to buy something. There's lots. Well, hopefully this lockdown ends so then you can stay within, you know, within Ontario, within Canada. Um, but hopefully stuff will open up a bit, but you got to think about how to do that. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so there's lots and then there's lots of resources um obviously we want to be that resource to you um you know we've again we've really shifted a lot of our content uh mm-hmm. to again just how, how we can help you right so yeah. we send uh, our weekly monday email out um that w- there's resources there for you to help you do that so if you want to do that you can feel free to sign up on the website for that we're always putting out stuff on social media uh and again if you're if you know if you're feeling low, if you feel like not, you don't know what's going on. Uh, reach out, give us a call. Uh, we're more than happy just to talk. There's no obligation for a call. We want to be able to give back, uh, and we want to make sure that our owners are healthy um, for the long term uh, for themselves. So yeah, so I think that's kind of what's really. That's I think the the next year. I'm hopefully I'm wrong, <laughs> and hopefully a lot of this stuff. Doesn't become an issue. And I hopefully I'd love to listen to this podcast in the fall and say, you know what, Grant, you were wrong for a bunch of this stuff. And, and that would be great. I would love to say that I was wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's the reality. And if that's the reality, then there's a lots of stuff we just talked about that can prepare you to be able to go into this coming season for that.
0: Excellent. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your um, openness to talk about some of this stuff. We, we do want to be a resource for you. We want to just be even just a listening ear. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, which is nextraconsulting.ca. You can email us, grant at nextraconsulting.ca or marla at nextraconsulting.ca. Or you can reach out to us, follow us on uh, social media. We put a lot of stuff, especially this past month or so about um, mental health is on our social media channels as well so thanks for listening we hope you stay healthy and uh, we wish you much success in 2021
1: thanks everyone have a good day
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of next year presents if you enjoyed the episode it would really help us if you would leave a five-star rating and review the podcast while you're at it don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes If you want to contact us, please visit our website at nexterconsulting.ca.